0: Unipur is an AI based cloud program and portfolio management platform that helps life science companies save time and resources. Companies such as Enlorum use Uniper to raise R and D productivity and accelerate products to patients. Last year, Unipur helped life science companies save their teams from 320,000 hours of busy work of making hundreds of slides and spreadsheets and juggling thousands of emails, giving teams more time to achieve their goals.
1: Hello, everyone, uh, and welcome to the Unworned podcast series. Today, uh, our special guest is Andy Mahatra. (laughs) I hope I pronounced that correctly, Andy. Uh, Andy is the founder and CEO of Uniper, one of the many organizations with which we collaborate. Uh, and, And Andy's organization is helping us do a much better job with our patients. So welcome, Andy.
0: Thank you, Stan. It's a pleasure to be with you today.
1: Well, it's, it's a, a good to reconnect. Uh, I know Andy that uh, you grew up in in India and in a in a in, I guess you we'd call you a, a a pharmaceutical company brat as, as it were. <laughs> uh, and, and why don't you tell everyone about uh, what your dad did and how all that how all that influenced you to on your migration to where you are today.
0: Yeah, thank you, Stan. Um, so my dad was a pharmaceutical entrepreneur. Um, um, He worked for Merck and then he started his own business. And my mother was uh, is a practitioner of homeopathic medicine and a teacher of yoga. So um, growing up, uh, we had medicine and patient stories um, around the dinner table. And uh, we, in fact, had more physicians than relatives around, as you know, the Indian celebrations can be big and we did have them big, but a lot of them from the community and the pharmaceutical um, and medical community. So the values of helping others and keeping others before self was something that I grew up with. Um, And when I was growing up as a teen, I mean, I was visiting manufacturing facilities, saw um, uh, products uh, like Tablets and and capsules and parenterals being made and research facilities and and heard uh, from dads uh, friends in hospitals who were leading KOLs and the conversations they had. So I grew up in this environment. So when I was in like college going age, I picked pharmacy over medicine uh, because I thought I could help a lot more people uh, with the medicines that uh, that that I hopefully brought brought to market. So that's really where I got started. I then carried the bag um, as a pharmaceutical sales rep. That's what my first job. Um, and then grew up in roles in sales and marketing and then product management. Um, and ultimately, uh, the turning point in my career was Abbott. Um, Abbott, uh, I joined in 2006. And for the next four years, I was... Um, helping the launch of Humira uh, in international markets. Humira, as you know, had already been launched by the time in the US and in Canada. And my focus was to launch Humira or help the teams launch Humira for about six indications in 54 countries from Germany to Japan. So it was a large region. And that's really, um, that was my journey into, into the industry.
1: Yeah, then that must have been a very exciting time too, because uh, Umira is a wonderful product for, and has made a big difference in the lives of many, many patients. And in uh, that kind of territory, that's a lot of that's a lot of responsibility and a lot of languages, I, I suppose. Were you ever home?
0: Oh I was home, but not as much as I would like to be. Um, my daughters grew up rapidly. Uh, I was. Sixty to eighty percent on a plane. I was traveling uh, at a large region, and but I, I wouldn't. I have no regrets. I learned a lot. I really experienced the different cultures, uh, meeting people, the challenges. Our core competitors were Enver and Remicade, yes. But every market was different. Uh, the ch- different indications had different challenges, and we had to address that together. So a lot of learning happened. So look back on those times. I missed family, but I gained uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. And then in the midst of uh, what
1: obviously was a successful career, uh, you took time out and ended up at MIT. How did that happen?
0: Yeah, so I uh, I always wanted to um, come to the US because uh, for the pharmaceutical industry, US is the center of the universe, right? And if I wanted to be in, in this industry, I wanted to grow up here. So um, one of um, my colleagues had graduated from a program at HST, which was for pharmaceutical um, uh, executives to learn how to start new biotech companies and what Harvard and MIT were doing in collaboration, introducing them, pairing up with PIs, with research, researchers and saying, is there something in their lab that you can take to market. And that was the whole, whole idea. So I applied, I got in, got lucky. Uh, it was a small program, only seven students that year, and I was the only international student. So it was, uh, I just got lucky, uh, uh, Stan, and I moved back in baggage uh, with, with my family and to Boston and I spent the next almost several years there.
1: Yeah, you know, did you get used to the cold there? And the uh, <laughs> compared to uh, where you
0: lived in India, I think it would have been tough, very tough. I was coming from Sydney, and uh, I remember the first winter. I didn't know what happened. I had never walked in like three, four feet of snow just to get to the station to catch the train to 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 MIT uh, to Central Square. But it was it was hard. It was hard. So I mean now that I'm here and in in sunny California like you I I, I do miss it actually it's funny <laughs> no Boston's a
1: great town but not the weather <laughs> so uh, and then then you um migrated then from thinking about starting a a a, a sort of a, a biotech company to more um how to help biotech companies and pharmaceutical companies manage what they do in a better way. I, I, I guess is the best way to think about that,
0: right? You're absolutely right. I, mean, I was that was my goal, but the kind of offers I was getting, and my colleagues were trying to pull me back into the game of commercializing products and launches and and, and I just kept thinking if that's the need of the what is the universe trying to tell me. And I saw people around me were highly qualified. Um, they were MDs and PhDs who were doing exactly what I was doing. And I thought, I have got a unique skill set. Not only do I understand drug development uh, right from research to commercialization, I also understand the technology that powers it. And I've built systems and habit that brings people together. So I said, maybe that's my angle into the industry. And that's why I decided to start a software company, um, AI machine learning based on uh, my experiences. To speed up the process of right from the lab all the way, like we say, bench to the bedside, the processes along the way to help many companies bring the drugs to market. Yeah, it
1: sounds very interesting. And, and out of that then grew Uniper, uh, which is the company you founded. So can, can you, in simple terms, describe what you do for companies like Ionis and, and the larger pharmaceutical companies, as well as for Enlorem?
0: Certainly. So um, if you think about it, the journey of a drug right from research to the time it gets filing the IND or NDA and launching it, commercializing it, it's actually a series of projects that come together. And all those projects are intertwined and one leads from the another. And the, the information that we are compiling about the drug is what gets submitted to the regulatory bodies, which allows them to approve it. So it's a very complicated process. And before uh, Uniper, what we saw that companies use several tools like Microsoft Project that I used, and, and uh, uh, planisphere PlanView, and and Smartsheet, and several one-pager. There, there's so many great products out there, but they're just not designed for drug development, and they un- do not have the capabilities that are needed today. The AI machine learning, which you can learn from past programs to say, what can we do better in the next program? So if your single drug has got multiple indications, what can we learn from other indications to help the future indications? What can we learn from one country's launch to improve the next country's launch? All of these learnings and the insights, how do we put them together? And that's what our system does. So unipur is a platform with about 300 tools in it. And um, uh, for project program portfolio management. And then it is the it is written on um, a, a fantastic um, um, uh, background of AI machine learning algorithms that connect all of those things. And then we also connect with the tools that companies already have. So we could work in parallel, which we call it um, top stack, or we could work full stack. So Ionis is uh, full stack and Lorem is full stack. Um, Other companies that you're working with, like AstraZeneca and and IHG Sankyo and Baxter, they're also full stack. Uh, But some of the customers are top stack where we work alongside the other technologies that uh, companies already have.
1: Yeah, I think that many people don't understand how many moving parts that have to be put together and connected in in a a human network um, to, to develop, even a, 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 a medicine for a single patient to say nothing of medicines for millions and millions of patients, and finding ways to do that more efficiently is a critical step. And uh, and clearly, many companies um, think that you have a, a, a better mousetrap than than uh, than existed before. And I know that you've been involved uh, in Enlarum and you're a contributor to Enlarum. Um, I thought probably the next topic is we should focus on your role at Enlarum and why you're involved with Enlarum and and, and, and what you see us able to do together.
0: Yeah, so Enlarum is a phenomenal um, uh, company. I mean, and uh, I say it to your face, but that's what I really believe. And I saw the idea It reminded me of my thesis uh, that I've submitted and my thesis was focused on personalized medicines and the advent of biomarkers and how I thought that uh, medicine should become more and more personalized because I believe all of us are not just different on, on the surface, on the outside, we're also different on the inside. And so the medicines that can be tailored uh, to a particular patient, not just the broader stroke of a disease, like they say, it, um, it could be highly efficacious, produce much better outcome for patients than it would by treating everybody with the same uh, uh, one standard uh, regimen. So in Laura I saw at least, I, I know other companies um, uh, have gone into rare diseases, and I think this is the next step forward in personalizing the medicines to say, Every individual patient has got something unique, and I know if we are focusing, lorem, focusing on nanorare patients right now. But I think that's the tip of the iceberg, and as we expand this, this thinking—treating patients as an of one—which is in lorem's co, uh, core thing—I think this is going to spread, and this is going to become really vital. And Uniper uh, has three core focus areas. One is how can we increase the probability of success for the drug programs. If the programs are successful and less fail, then that takes care of the total cost of of a pipeline. That's number one. Number two is, how can we reduce the operational costs for running um, uh, clinical trials or studies or what have you, so that the cost of bringing a drug to market becomes uh, becomes, uh, uh, lower? And then the third, other than that, um, Um, making sure that the cycle time when the drug is moving from one development step to another, how can we shorten that so the drugs can move faster? And one of your goals at Enlorem is to, after patient acceptance, take the the journey from discovery to delivery in 15 to 18 months. That's phenomenal. And so I wanted to be a part of that because I thought this company would value R&D productivity. This company is going to value operational excellence. So if I even have to donate my services, it's totally worth it uh, because I would be part of something unique, which is happening for the first time on the planet. So that's really why I I, I decided to join hands with Enlore.
1: Well, we very much appreciate it. And we obviously agree with you that, that um, um, in order to do what we do, takes a new technology that I led the invention of, and of course, uh, the uh, collaboration with the regulatory agencies that provide the guidance that allow us to move as fast as we do. And so we do believe it's a great new model. And as we progress, I believe what we learn will ramify across all diseases. And I hope Uh, make a fundamental change in the way we think about health and disease altogether. Um, uh, While we think about names of diseases, the names of diseases we think about are archaic. They were invented centuries ago to describe what a patient looks like when they're sick. (laughs) Millions of molecular steps have taken place between health and that manifestation of disease uh and our job is to understand that better as we as we learn from these patients and i think the uh, uniper system is going to help us do that more efficiently and also mine the data in a better way and so again a a tremendous benefit to us to have you as a partner
0: Uh, uh... yeah and Stan, we're doing amazing amazing things i mean i i have in my entire career i have never once seen an operation, an organization, large or small, or any size, where 20 people manage 70 drug programs, 35 of those in development, and five, four INDs in a month or two? Two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, there you go, two weeks. <clears throat> so Stan, four INDs in two weeks, and then you tell people, by the way, this company has 20 people, and one project manager. So when they go in Uniper, your project manager sees all 70 programs nicely stacked by priority, by whatever way they wanted, by modality. I mean, different things, and she is able to manage that. That is unheard of. I mean, you know filing an IND takes how so much effort. How many people, I mean several, sometimes more than like one project manager and one IND. That's what I've I've seen the best uh, ratio but one to four or one project manager for 70 programs, that's unheard of. It doesn't happen. So you yeah, break our, down, Stand.
1: Yeah, our, our INDs are somewhat smaller, but they're still 12, 1,400 pages. So if we calculate it for uh, pages per person, it's really quite remarkable. And, uh, and we're very proud of that, but we're even prouder of the fact that we're treating patients that before and Loram had no hope of ever being treated. Um, and, and we're doing it for free, for life. And uh, again, I think your contributions, along with other contributions from our other partners, make all that possible. We couldn't do it by ourselves. Yes, we are now up to about 20 people, but we have um, uh, an enormous group of people who are endeavoring to help us along the way, and we very much appreciate the fact that you've joined in in that in that effort with us. Um, anything else that I haven't asked you that you'd like to talk about before we before we conclude our conversation today?
0: Yeah, I think it's important for people to understand how in Lorem, um is attempting this uh, massive transformation in medicine simply with the help of philanthropic contributions and the help of the generosity of your of your partners. And that is a key thing because in the pharmaceutical we are, industry, we are blessed that we are able to price our products the way the market would bear and um, and raise prices when you, when we you think we need to raise prices. Now, and we're treating a lot of patients in generalized medicines, we can ignore sometimes, operational efficiency or r d productivity and because there's so much success multi-billion dollar drugs that scores that don't make it doesn't matter but for your company every program matters because you are working with mega dollars that have been donated generously by our contributors and uh, being frugal being minimalist being being efficient is extremely important and so the va- I think we are getting a tremendous view that what technology could actually deliver to a company where technology matters, mm-hmm. and that I think is is a great satisfaction as a somebody as an inventor as a founder as as creator of the technology when you see your product helping others making real benefit and ultimately helping patients it's it's very very soul satisfying. you know.
1: I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think. Uh... The beauty of NLORM is that we are a tangible expression of doing good. And every case is a patient. Every patient comes with a family that's desperately hoping for something better for, for their family member. And to be able to meet the needs of some of those uh, patients and families is a privilege. And I think we we're very pleased to share that privilege with you and your colleagues at Uniper and. Thank you very much for the opportunity to learn more about you and Uniper and, and our collaboration and share that with, uh, with our listeners. So um, thanks, Andy. Thanks for joining us. And uh, we'll be talking again soon, uh, uh, those of you listening to Enlorn Podcast.
0: Thank you, Stan. I really appreciate your time and thank you for the opportunity. Thank you.
2: Enlorem is a nonprofit committed to discovering and providing personalized experimental treatments for free for life to patients with genetic diseases that affect 1 to 30 patients worldwide, referred to by Enlorum as nano rare. Many of these patients progress and die without ever achieving a diagnosis. This is where Enlorum comes in. They do the impossible by providing hope, and for those that they can help, Free lifetime treatment. For more information about Enlorum or today's episode, visit Enlorum.org. Any questions can be sent into podcast at nlorum.org. Search Enlorum on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook to connect with us. Please rate and review the podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. This truly helps us climb the charts and allows others to find the show. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Stan Crook. Our videographer is John Magnuson of Mighty One Productions. Our producers are John Magnuson and Kira Denine of DNA Today. Thank you for listening.